everyone. I'm your host, Liana Pavane, founder of TTYL, human connection advocate, certified life coach, and most importantly, a human that's just trying to figure it out. I'm your unapologetic 20-something native New Yorker, advocating selfships. Yes, I'm in a relationship with myself while navigating the dating world. I'm on a mission to break down dating stigmas in our society and to stop ghosting. I started this podcast after my ex broke up with me over the phone. I know, at least it wasn't a post-it. And I realized that our dating etiquette was severely lacking due to technology. Each week, I invite guests onto the podcast from all walks of life to discuss their first date horror stories and best dates. Because let's be honest, we don't focus on the positives enough when it comes to dating. The best part about this podcast is that after each episode, I've walked away feeling more confident about myself and my relationships. So whether or not you're single, in a relationship, or find yourself in a situationship, I welcome you to get comfy as I dive into the uncomfy so we can normalize it together. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ghost of Dates Past. I am super excited about today's episode. I'm here with Cole, who knows a lot about astrology. So I'm super excited to talk to him and just hear all his insight there. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I I love dating. <laughs> I love like whenever <laughs> I, and I have so many horror stories in my uh, repertoire not only from that I've had but also clients have had because the number one people come and ask me they're like what's my compatibility what's my dating life and I'm like at this point I'm basically a relationship therapist so it's all good and it's all fun <laughs> so I'm happy to be here I'm so excited. So, okay, tell everyone a little bit about what you do, and then we will definitely want to hear the horror story. Yeah, so I am a full-time astrologer and content creator. I like to say both because I'm not just exclusively in one category and the other. A lot of what I like to do is bridge the gap between uh, entertainment and education. So a lot of my content is really satirical, really tongue-in-cheek, but still has that like hint of oh, there's knowledge here, right? There's research behind this. And I've been doing this full time since about, oh gosh, I'm, I'm approaching my one year mark. So May of 2021. And, but I've been creating content since April of 2020. Big, pand- <laughs> big pandemic content creator over here who just you know grew and made something out of it, like half the universe, I feel like. But I've always loved astrology. It was sort of my gateway through like for self-identity because I grew up super super catholic and being a gay man I always struggled with the fact that I'm a spiritual person and I believe there's something more out there but why am I going to go to hell just because I like guys right what's with that so I found astrology when I was 16 I really dove into it during my collegiate years 
And now it is my full-time job, just roasting people on the internet and then having one-on-one sessions with them where they're like, oh, you're actually like mature and profound. I was like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I just like to make sure that we're all laughing at ourselves at the end of the day. I love that so much. Well, congratulations on everything you've built since the beginning of the pandemic, I guess. That's incredible. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's laugh at ourselves a little bit. Let's hear the first day horror story. Although, you know, some people do like they're the first day horror story, but go either way. Yeah. So I was debating which horror story I like really, really wanted to do. And I, I, I kind of want it with like the PG one as opposed to like the N17 one, <laughs> the, the N17 one. And it was, it's, and I think this is how all horror stories go. They start off really, really great. And you're like, you know, it, it, whenever I like watch like movie, horror, scary movies, I'm like, oh yeah, they're having a fun time. They're doing great. And that's how it started for me. So, you know, talking to this person on the interwebs, right? You know, having this nice, you know, interaction and it's going amazing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, get dinner and go see a movie, a classic, right? You know, sort of first date. Let's, let's get into this. So we go to... <laughs> dinner at Chipotle because this was at college and this is when (laughs) broke is all hell and I hadn't met this person in person but when I got there there was a big language barrier and I had not anticipated that and it wasn't um, you know different languages it was um, because he was hearing impaired he spoke a lot in like sign and he was like trying to teach me things but I was like oh okay this is you know, becoming like a difficult situation to navigate. Um, nothing wrong with that, right? But just a little bit of for you know foresight and like knowledge of like, okay, cool, this is what I'm getting into. Because he was cute, he was so sweet, so so nice. But then it it sort of clicked as to why the movie that we went to go see was what is it, a quiet place, the the one where in the theaters like you don't want to move, you don't want to speak, you don't want to talk, anything like that. And it was an amazing movie. But I'm the type of person where during the movie, I like to like whisper a little bit, just be like, oh my gosh, like that's so funny, like ha ha ha. I was like frozen, like just like not speaking, not talking, being like, oh, this first date, like it had so much potential and there was so much life out of it, right? The the social talking. And we both kind of agreed, like, you know, as we went through it, that I was like, yeah, you know, we should probably go our separate ways. But the kicker was that I was dropping all of these hints and all of these clues And all of like, you know, after the movie, like chit chatting and talking, you know, just sitting in my car, like make a move. Right. You know, I'm like, it's not it wasn't like that horrible of a date that it was like, you know, don't make a move. And I was like, you know, like, oh, you know, it's still early in the day. It was like I think it was like eight, nine, like eight, nine p.m. Not too late. I was like, you want to come back to my place? We can, you know, have a drink or something like that. You know, I was like, let's hang out more. And he just like was not picking up at all was not grasping any of my hints whatsoever and I was like you're really cute like you know this was a little awkward but you know we can really make this work and we can really make this go somewhere like I would love to explore it more and he just kept saying like oh but I have class in the morning and I was like I have class in the morning too you know it it was just like that thing of just like I'm like literally like basically on top of you in my car asking you to come back and hang out because I think you're cute let's get past the awkwardness like let's have a fun time and it was like 30 minutes of me just like dropping hints you know touching up on the arm 
you know, being like, you look so good. Like, oh, you know, all of like my moves. And I'm like a pretty flirtatious person because I'm a Gemini, right? I'm super flirtatious. I love to just, I love to flirt, right? And I, and I think I'm good at it. I was like, is this it? Is this it for me? Am I like a, a dry spell moment? Am I not able to he texted me later and he was like, I had such a great time. Let's do it again. And I was like, and I, I think if I remember correctly, like we were like, you know, continuing to talk a little bit. He's like, yeah, like I really wanted to like kiss you or like go home with you. But I wasn't sure if you were, you know, into it. And I was like, what do you mean? I was, you weren't sure I was into it. What do, you, what do you mean? Like I was, I was all over you. I was like really explicit about it. Like, do you want, I invited you back to my place. And, you know, it was just one of those things where I realized, I was like, you know what, sometimes the the physical attraction and the sort of let's laugh at ourselves like quirky awkwardness is sometimes, you know, it's just, it was one of those moments where I was like, you know, I tried my hardest, sweet guy, I think he's doing great, we used to follow each other on Instagram, and he's got like a lovely partner now, so I'm like, rock and roll, good for you. But that was like my, um, my like PG horror story where I was just like, I thought I did everything right. And it was like one of those moments on the surface where you you, you know, all, everything is lined up beautifully in, you know, on the online sphere. And then you get in person, you're like, oh, we did not prepare for this. We are just, you know, running into, you know, those hurdles. And it's just like, it was just, there was something about it where I was like, this had so much potential, but then the execution just was not there was not there but he's doing great now so you know and I'm doing great now so it all panned out in the end I guess that is yeah I I've definitely been in those situations those kinds of stories were like I think that's also just one of those things when like I feel like when you're younger you put so much emphasis on the other person on the date, and you're like like me like me like me do you like me I'm doing everything, like, I'm showing you affection, I'm doing this and that, and, like, that's such a college for me. I can remember so many times in college where I went, like, above and beyond for these guys, and they gave me shit. Why did I do that? <laughs> Even for, like, hookups, like, I would, like, I mean, yes. I, I would be, like, I would, like, song and dance, I'd be, like, oh, I, <laughs> I, like, invite someone over, I was, like, oh, I have snacks, and if you want, we can, like, watch a movie, and, like, oh, would you like to play cards or something? Like, let's get to know each other. Meanwhile, I'm like, this person just wants to sit, stick their tongue down my throat. You know, what? what's happening here? Like, why Why am I, like, you bending over backwards for, you know, it's like, lack of, like, the hookups, oh my gosh, they're the, the worst. Literally. Or, like, the times when you both were going to separate house parties, or maybe you weren't going out that night, but you're like, I'll stay up for mm, you. Mm, oh. I will risk my beauty sleep just to, like, get some from you. There was one time, it was um, Halloween my senior year, and I was, um, I went in full drag. It was my first time going in full drag, and it was so, so fun. And this guy, he came up to me in the bar, and he was, like, someone who I had, like, a situationship with. And he like, he came up to me and he called me by my drag name. I was like, ah, ha, 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 I have you wrapped around my finger. And he's like, oh, you want, you want me to play something on like the jukebox for you? Super cute. I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'll dance around and like lip sync it to like all the tables. Cause I went to a small college. Everyone knew me. It was so fun. It was like, so it was such a great time. But then I'm going home. I took my one friend home. And I'm, like, taking off all this makeup, like, ripping off eyelashes, all that jazz. And he, like, texts me. He's like, hey, I want to come over. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm, like, really tired. And he's like, well, I'm already, like, walking. And mind you, this guy's, like, 6'6", so he's, like, a fast walker. And I live, like, on a small campus. And I was like, 
I mean, shit. By the time that I respond, he's probably going to be halfway across campus, like, knocking at my door. And I opened up the door with, like, half this makeup on. I was like, hey, you're just going to have to deal with this. It's going to take me, like, 20, 30 minutes to, like, just get undone. Meanwhile, I'm, like, exhausted. And he's like, so do you want to do anything? And I was like, no, I would love to just... This was, like, when I started to get out of that, like, I'm not going to put on the song and dance. I was like, you can come over and we can cuddle. But, like, I'm going... He's like, you don't want to, like, you know, do anything? I was like, no. I just spent all night in a, a corset and, like, six-inch heels with a wig, like, taped to my head. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm go I ripped off all my eyelashes because I applied the lash horribly. Don't get in drag drunk, kids. You know, wait until you're in drag to get drunk. <laughs> Don't be drunk before you put yourself in drag. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I could say the same about doing any makeup. It's probably a good idea to be sober. I <laughs> <laughs> Please be sober <laughs> when you do your makeup. Yeah, you also spent most of the night basically seeing how his height was from his perspective, you're wearing like, so that that's exhausting being a six, six person for like three hours. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, the weather really is different from up here. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who's tall, who takes offense to that joke. <laughs> I know I went on a date, a couple of dates with a guy who was six, six. It's nuts. We were literally a foot apart. Crazy. And I'm, what am I like five, nine, five, ten, somewhere in that range. And like, I'm not a short person, but I felt I was like, like, there's a threshold I think for me of like too tall where I'm like, okay, now it's just kind of awkward. I think 6'3 is like a good, like, okay, you're taller than me, but like, it's not, I'm not like really reaching. For sure, for sure. Not a total tree. <laughs> so in terms of the horoscope conversation, so I feel like this idea of like reading your horoscope on like a weekly, even daily basis now, they do the monthly. It's just like been a huge trend, I feel like for years and years and years. And there's tons of like memes and posts about personality traits of each sign. So how do you kind of differentiate the accuracy of that from the reality of that? Yeah. Oh, lovely question. Beautiful question. No one's ever posted it that way. For me, I, I usually take what I see on the internet always with a grain of salt. And that's what I encourage everyone to do, right? Because when you're reading a horoscope or you're looking at a meme, a lot of times at least this is the experience for me and what I've observed, you know, and other people, if you're ever listening to this and you disagree, let me know, right? I would love to hear your feedback. It, people are taking the consideration of just like the pure energy of that sign. So when I'm talking about a, a Taurus meme, for example, right? Because I just saw a Taurus meme before this call um, and it was really funny. <laughs> it, it, it's it, a lot of ways, it's not a particular placement, right? Of, you know, Taurus, you know, sometimes they'll specify like, oh, for this meme, and if it's like how the signs flirt, look at Venus or something like that. So then it gets a little bit more nuanced. But if it's just like Taurus is be like, and then it's like stubborn, you know, you know, headstrong, stuff like that, that applies to all attributes of Taurus, right? Not necessarily a Taurus sun, right? Because you could be a Taurus sun and have you know, a whole other, you know, a bunch of placements in Gemini, so to say, then you might not be as stubborn. You might not, you might be a little bit more free flowing, go with the flow, you know, loosey goosey, as opposed to someone who's super stubborn. So I always say, take it with a grain of salt and with horoscopes, right? The written stuff that you'll see on like Cosmo, or you'll get like the texted, you know, apps type things. Typically what the astrologers do is they'll write them through the lens of the rising sign. At least that's what I do. And I think that's industry standard. So when you're reading it, right, I always recommend, hey, read your rising sign reading because they'll talk about what's known as transits, which are the planetary movements of the, the planets at this current you know, time. So like, you know, the moon 
you know, makes its cycle through all the signs over every 28 days. And, you know, that's like the transit that it makes. Uh, so if I say, oh, okay, Virgo risings, right? You know, there's going to be a new moon in your seventh house. That's because if we look at how the rising sign falls, it rules over the first house. And then on the opposite side of it is Pisces, right? Which is where the new moon is. But sometimes they'll just say Virgo, right? They won't say Virgo rising. And people will read for their sun and then it's not as quote-unquote accurate. So if you're reading a horoscope, I say read for your rising sign, all right? That's typically how astrologers are writing. If you are looking at memes and stuff, take it with a grain of salt because usually the energy that we're getting is just like that overarching like theme. Like I comment all the time. People are like, what placement is this for? I'm like, is it, they're like, is it for Taurus suns or is it for something different? I'm like, it's just the general energy of that sign, right? It's not a specific placement in mind. Yeah, no, that's a really good distinction. I actually don't know if I knew that in terms of reading versus the memes. I mean, yeah, I definitely feel like when I look and sometimes it's accurate, you know, I follow Sanctuary and CoStar and things like that. And I'll, you know, they post those kinds of big, you know, what they do to get attention or how they say I love you or things like that or like, what they would be if they were a, a fruity drink or something. And sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, that's not my favorite drink. Or that's, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> like, that's, that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> I actually want the Aries one or whatever. Thanks. So yeah, it's totally, I mean, I think they're just, again, I agree, generalizing. And I've seen very funny things. And I think it's just, I can definitely, for me, I feel like, I, weirdly enough, have attracted, I attract specific people without trying, but pretty much everyone I know is the same kinds of signs. Like most of my friends are Aries or Virgos, romantically, Sagittarius, Gemini. What's your, um, the astrologer in me is like, what's your, what's like your big three? So I am a Leo sun a cancer moon and a capricorn rising oh interesting yeah there's um well because capricorn rules over your first house the sagittarius stuff makes sense because the 12th house is a lot of it's a lot of that like spiritual underground stuff that we're kind of like why is this here i don't talk about it so like that natural attraction to sagittarius is or like they just like coming up in your life it's like you're here to like teach me something, even if I don't want to learn it. Right. And, you know, sort sort of show me this unconscious bullshit that I'm like, whoa, okay, let's stop that. That's me with Leo's like Leo's always just happen to be in my life. And I'm like, you are teaching me lessons that I don't want to learn. Please get out of here. That's so funny. Well, yeah, there we go. Here we go. We're having a conversation. Leo Gemini. (laughs) We're having a conversation. But yeah, and you yourself, you know, as a Gemini, what are the preconceived notions of your sign and do you find them to be accurate? (laughs) I mean, the classic one is everyone's like, Geminis are two-faced, right? And I, in a truthful sense, like I don't disagree with that wholeheartedly, but I don't think it comes from the malicious perspective that a lot of people say it is. They're like, Geminis are two-faced, they're always lying, they're fake, all that jazz. Geminis are just the most adaptable sign. When we break down um, I'm like giving like an astrology lesson. It's because I'm, I'm teaching a course after this. <laughs> so I'm like prepping myself, I guess. But when you break the elemental influence and then the modality of um, Gemini's, you get a mutable air sign, right? So you get the true essence of just like free flowingness. And that stems into a social perception of two-faced because 
Geminis are able to look at one person and socialize with one person and say like, okay, I know how to adapt myself to kiki with you and have a good time with you. Look at a different person. It's like, okay, great. I'm going to be a little bit more demure, not as, you know, up in your face because that's what you need to receive. And so that sort of two-faced mentality, it's not completely inaccurate because Geminis do put on a lot of masks and a lot of personas, right? You know, uh, they're like the jack of all trade, master of none, but it's, it's not coming in a lot of ways. If it's, I mean, it can, you know, I don't know everyone's experience with every Gemini in the world. Some people tell me they're like, no, Geminis are the worst. I'm like, that's fine. Okay. You have your perspectives, but it it usually doesn't stem from the fact that my conscious state is, oh, I want to adapt differently so that I can manipulate everyone, which is the story that the internet loves to tell. It's I'm adapting in this way to make people comfortable. And there is sometimes that lack of foresight of, oh shit, like I put on this persona for that person and that persona for this person and now it's getting all muddied, right? It's, you know, sometimes in a, what I love about Gemini energy is that that unawareness of their how they're presenting sometimes, right? You know, it's like they're so conscious of like, okay, for this person, it just becomes instinctual and then it becomes unaware of the fact that, oh crap, I just like flipped the script for, you know, 40 different people and now they're all here together and how am I going to put on this performance? Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. And I, I, yeah, again, I've dated a few and I feel like that is a pretty accurate representation where like for me at the time like not understanding that that's really what they're doing it kind of felt like they were just being a completely different person but they were really you're really just adhering to the people around you and adapting to what they need which I think is an inherently great skill to have and a lot of people don't have that skill and I feel yeah for me I feel like like my friends always tell me I have the worst poker face that I just make the most facial expressions all the time they're like I just want to watch you watch something for your reactions because I just cannot keep a straight face for anything and I feel like when I'm in a situation where I'm uncomfortable like I will be uncomfortable and I'm not going to try and act otherwise like I won't adapt to the situation I will very much like let you know that I'm unhappy (laughs) yeah that's super Leo energy just like I don't know (laughs) literally I, I irish exit it's just like okay bye like not even saying goodbye just like okay i'm gone i'm not i don't want to literally that's what i do all the, the time the, well you also have the the capricorn rising in the cancer moon which is like the epitome of the ick you're just like always getting the ick just like it not even just like i mean probably for like you know dates and stuff like that just like ooh no mm-mm. see them walking down the street like approaching like the coffee shop or whatever you're probably just like mm, this isn't gonna go well we gotta wrap this up someone fake a call right now or just even like in a social setting, being like, ew, bingo? Why are we at bingo? I gotta go. <laughs> I feel like my whole life like makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of astrology is like everyone's life just starts to make sense. Oh my god, yeah. I yeah, I feel like in dating, I mean I definitely that's but I feel like that's a consistent thing for me. I'm kind of always looking for like what's wrong with the person, or I'm like, oh no, okay. They're not treating me right, next. Yeah, that's like, that's like hella Capricorn rising vibes. It's, um, I always say anyone who has like Capricorn in their big three, they're going to be a little bit more critical and judgmental, but it doesn't stem from the fact that they're, you know, naturally bitchy, so to say, because some people are like Capricorns are just all bitches and like anyone with Capricorn placements is just like rude and they hate everyone. I always say, I always try to flip it into a positive. It's like, no, they just know their worth right? And they know what they value. And you just don't happen to fall into that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I just feel like 
It's that I only like a select group of people. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very selective. Very selective. I want to spend my time with people who value me and that I find value in their friendship or whatever relationship. I'm not going to – it's like I'm not going to waste my time with people that just – I'm not excited about. Yeah, it, it, precisely. That is like the epitome of Capricorn energy. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then in terms of dating, so what is, I guess for you, like what are your compatible signs and like do you follow that in your dating life? Yeah, I, so my big three, I'm a Gemini sun, I'm an Aries moon and I'm a Virgo rising. So I, as an astrologer, I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm aware. That's of, why we get along. Right? This makes so yeah. much sense. <laughs> it was like, I, when you said like the, the signs that you, Like you have all of I was, them. I was like, I've got all of them. <laughs> They're literally right there. I, I know my person, like me as a person, um, but then I also know astrologically, you know, I'm like, okay, this is what I need. I need someone who is really dynamic, right? And has, you know, a lot of that impulsive, like, let's just go, let's do something. Let's just make it happen energy. But someone who has that little bit of like, okay, grounded practicality. Can't be too serious, but it also can't be too loosey-goosey because that Virgo rising, you know, even though the Aries sun and the Gemini moon are like, woo, let's have a party. Let's not think about, you know, throw caution to the wind. That Virgo rising is like, okay, but also does this person have goals and ambitions? Like, you know, can they take it seriously sometime? I tend to find myself always really, really attracted to Aries. I love them. I, you know, if I had to put in my top 10, like, experiences, uh, usually Aries are like, would take up that entire list. I just always seem to find myself with them. I love Geminis, but more from just like a a fling perspective, right? If I'm like in like a single state and I was like, I just kind of want someone who's, you know, stick around for like two, three months, you know, hit them up when I hit them up. Gemini, I'm like, they're going to be great for that. I avoid at all costs. (laughs) Capricorns because they're just so I'm I'm just a ball of energy and Capricorns are far too serious for me and I'm like I I know that I I grind their gears it's like a mutual respect thing it's like hey you can be my friend and I would love to socialize with you but no this is not going anywhere further if you know someone said hey you can only date one sign or only be with one sign for the rest of your life I would probably pick Aries. I'm dating an Aries right now. He's freaking great. And like, he checks all the boxes. But I would say Aries just has that perfect balance of what I need of that like inner child who's super playful and it's really, really fun. But Aries are so ambitious. Um, Aries want to get things done. They want to see results. But again, there's still that like fiery inner child energy. So for me, I'm a sucker for Aries. Being an Aries moon, it's great because the way that they are just coincides with the way that I am. So it's a, it's a nice connection. I love that. Yeah, I have so many Aries friends. My best friend is an Aries and it just, it makes so much sense. We balance each other so well because we both love to play and we both love to, she's not as big of a partier as I am, but she loves to just go on adventures and like you know, we'll go on these really crazy like excursions. Like we went to Belize last summer and it was just, you know, wild. Yeah. Just like crazy things. They like, love doing things. Right. They love to like plan things. They're big planners. They're like, I want to know where I am in like six months, in a year, in five years. Like they, <laughs> I feel like their whole life is like, okay, I need to like do this thing to get to this step kind of situation. Yeah. They're like so ambitious. Every Aries I know is like, sometimes I'm like, Aries, you can like, take a little bit off your plate like you can calm down for a second (laughs) 
when Aries party or like, it's like they are just, again, like so ambitious and like so, so like the ram, right? They're represented by the ram, just like going forward. But then sometimes they're just like the goats that like tip over and like jump around and like bounce off each other. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. <laughs> yes, definitely. For sure. That's hilarious. So, you know, you kind of mentioned like, oh, I had these experiences with Gemini and like they're more just these like shorter term people for me. But would you generalize that if someone went on a date with a sign per se and they were like, I'm never dating that sign again, is that accurate or is that just that person? Yeah, it's, um, I've had people experience both. I, so for me, one of like, I mean, aside from Capricorns, because all of my Capricorn relationships, I'm like, you know, like anytime I've talked to a Capricorn, I've been like, we're not aligned. Let's not make this go any farther than it can. But it's, you know, for me, it's like people with like Taurus energy. So like my first really serious boyfriend was a Taurus. My most recent ex was a Taurus moon and great, great people. Right. And what I was so attracted to was that just like really warm, really, really nice, just like very, very supportive energy. But it was like the, the practical stubbornness where I was like, this is just completely opposite to how I exist. Right. And how I am. So I think it's fair in some cases to say like, you know what, I can like look at your chart and sort of understand, be like, okay, got it. You have a lot of these dominant placements, which I know from my own experience, I'm probably not going to vibe with, right? If I were to, you know, date another person who has a lot of Taurus energy, I'd be like, I'm going to get on your nerves and you're going to get on my nerves realistically. I think based on one experience, you know, just one bad date, don't write off an entire group of signs. You know, for me, it was, you know, two really pivotal, influential, like, relationships where upon reflection, I'm like, yeah, that that Taurus energy was, you know, a lot of the ways what made me feel really excited about, you know, feeling warm and feeling that love, but also felt, you know, restricting to me. So I say give everyone a shot because you can at least learn something from them, even if it's not, you know, the the one. Anyone who's just like, I had one bad date with this sign, so I'm never talking to them again. Or people who are like, my first boyfriend when I was like 15 years old was a Gemini and he kissed my best friend and like, we only dated for a month. I'd be like, okay, well, you should give other Geminis a chance because you were also 15 years old, right? You know, people are going to do silly shit when they're 15. So, you know, I think it's use your use your own personal discretion. But I also think it's like, okay, come on, like everyone's different. Everyone's birth chart is different. They've got other placements, other influences. So it's, it's again, it's, it's like a you know, a little balancing act of like, okay, how much of this sign do I actually want to deal with? And am I willing to, you know, be open-minded at the same time? Totally. I mean, it just, back to what we were saying in the beginning, take everything with a grain of salt. It's not going to be 100% accurate all the time. It's more of a tool I think you can use to guide you. And yeah, I think if you, like you're saying, if you do start to notice patterns or you have pivotal experiences with a certain sign or a certain type of person, it's kind of like breaking a pattern. I feel like it's just you're attracting similar people and it might not even be the sign per se, but the type of person that keeps popping into your life. So I think that's another way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, yeah, like the way you said it, it's like, you know, that, that pattern where it's like, I, I see people all the time, all my clients, they're like, I just keep dating the same type of people, but they're all different signs. I was like, well, yeah, because, you know, we humans are creatures of habit. You know, you go to your and there's like a whole astrology into, you know, comfort zones and stuff like that. But we just fall into our comfort zones, right? Where it's like, oh, this person, you know, exhibits attributes that I liked. Maybe they don't have the attributes that I dislike. 
but then they still have the attributes they dislike. So I'm like, just try something new, do something different. <laughs> totally, totally. So let's hear the best first date story. <gasps> the best first date story. So my, my current boyfriend, we actually met the weekend that my ex and I broke up at like through a mutual friend's birthday party. Yeah. And I was like, I'm single now, right? You know, I'll get his number, see how it goes, blah, blah, blah. And we sat in Central Park and we just talked for like hours and it, we got coffee and we just like walked. We sat by the, um, like the Stuart Little pond, right? Where like the little like boat yes, racing is. Yes, yes. On 76. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it or was 73rd, whatever. Somewhere yeah. in that area, right? Yeah. But, uh, that entrance on the park on the, uh-huh. yeah, it's like around where I grew up. So I know exactly. I used to go there yes. all the time as a kid. And it was just one of those could not stop smiling. Just like wanted to hear so much more. Like when you... I mean, and anyone who's had a really great first date can agree where you're just like, oh my gosh, the time is flying so fast. I don't want this to end. I just like, it's like, it's just the, the connection feels so authentic. And it was, I mean, we're, we're dating now, right? You know, we're, you know, together, but it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like this person, you know, has such great active listening skills. This person seems you know open-minded and ambitious but still like really fun like we talked about hobbies we talked about our family like our upbringing our goals some of the conversations like were very adult where we're just taxing well not talking about taxes but like you know like, like business Ooh, what do you want to do with your life all that jazz but it just felt like and this is where like the the witchy part of me just gets very like ooh, like it, it just like felt like the universe was throwing me like a hey you know it's like give this a shot see where it goes and you know the the vibes were so great just I just felt like every word that I I said, he like listened to and like he like it wasn't just like, a mm, OK, let me ask another question. It was like, a OK, like I'm absorbing that. Right. And I'm taking that in and I'm holding on to that and I'm trying to apply that for, you know, the next question. Right. And that was a lot of what also like I felt with my first date with my ex was that same energy of. The, that active listen and as a Gemini I love to talk so I love when someone listens just because <laughs> I love to love to ramble on but you know for me a good first date is that just we can talk about anything the time flies so so quickly right and it you know you don't want it to end and I like leaving it for both of those dates because they both had really similar tones, which is why I pursued them. I left that feeling as though that person took the time to understand me, right? And ask me questions that weren't just how's class, right? Or, you know, how's work, right? Or what do you do? And being like, oh, okay. It was a lot of like, oh, that's really cool. What got you into that? And, you know, from stemming on what you got into that, it's like, okay, but like, what's like the the hard shit from like because at that time I was you know recently self-employed when I started dating my current boyfriend it was like what got you into that why did you hate you know corporate life and like you know the 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 banter back and forth and they were just both of them are you know and I still have a lot of appreciation for my ex because you know we're we're friends at this point we realized better friends than we are partners you know for as long as we dated but it's it's that that ability for at least me to feel listened to and feel as though it's like, oh, you didn't just create space for me to talk. You created space for me to be heard. And you took that in. And I could I could tell and I can see that both of them were very much not just hearing it on the surface. They were like absorbing it and trying to, you know, calculate in their mind, like apply it. Like, okay, what's the next question that's going to help me understand more about this person, which is always just so lovely and just so nice to be able to, you know, 
have people pick up on the clues and pick up on the, <laughs> on like, you know, pick up what I'm putting down. Cause um, I remember with my, my ex, we got dinner close to um, his campus. Cause this was in college. It was close to his campus and close to my work. And I had to like drive back. So I was like, Oh, I can like drive, drive you back to your dorm if you want. He was like, yeah, for sure. And I like, I remember I was like, I want to kiss this guy goodnight. And I like looked over at him and I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to like drop the hint. I was like, I can tell he's like nervous. Um, and he like wants to make something happen. So I like, I gave him a kiss. He was like, so he's just like, like stammering. He's like, I really wanted to kiss you. He's like, but I'm just like not the type of person to make the first move. And he's like, his, his body language was so clear. And he's like, he did that thing where it's like, he like, he like licked his lips where he's like <laughs> trying to like, you know, doesn't have dry lips. So he's not nervous. I was like, that was so cute. I was like, I'm, I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm picking up on the cue because I, we were sitting outside his dorm and he was just like sitting there. Like, I was like, you're not getting out something. It was like, you want something else. Like I'll, I'll give you the smooch. So yeah, the, that just ability to be heard and listened. I'm like saying the same stuff over and over. This is Gemini energy, just rambling and repeating <laughs> what I say. But yeah, that ability to be heard and listened to is just like a dream first date, dream first date. I love that. I love that distinction of being heard and listened to. I, I feel like that was a similar experience I had. Actually, I went on a date this earlier this week and it was a first date and I, I approached him at a bar as Leo's do. And... <laughs> It was funny because I actually like went up and it was like kind of a group of guys and I like couldn't really tell like what he looked like and he was looking at his hinge profile. And so I was like, bro, like (laughs) inquiring minds want to know, like that wasn't my opener, but I like segued into, all right, show me the hinge. Like what's going on? I gave him a three out of 10 for his hinge. I like totally, I roasted him. Um, You said I would, I would not match. I would not match you. I literally did. I was like, if I saw you on a dating app, it would be like an immediate left. And it just goes to show that no one should be judging a dating app profile. Like if you see one photo or like one comment that you're like, oh, that like, that's so funny. Or like, they look kind of cute in this photo. Like, they probably more so look like that in real life versus like all the other photos. Cause especially I feel like just like straight guys don't know how to take good photos of themselves. This is just like an issue. (laughs) I just always think about like the fish photo. Literally like the baby, (laughs) the puppy. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just like the, 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 the awkward selfie of them standing in front of like some like monument where they're just like, Hey, it's me and like the Notre Dame. Like what's up? (laughs) Right, like, it was like, can you, like, I don't know, do something fun? Literally. <laughs> no, no offense to any of the straight no, men listening. No, of course not, um, of course not. <laughs> but please hit up, you know, your local gay friend to help you with your dating Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, so then we, we went on the date, and it was literally just, like, you know, I always, I'm, like, big on not being on my phone. Like, I put my phone away when, when I'm out with friends or, like, with people. It's just focusing on quality time. Like, that's my love language, and so I really want to be, like, absorbed in the moment and everything, and... I had no idea like how much time has passed. It was like one of those, he asked me those inquisitive questions, you know, getting to know me like, okay, why? Like digging deeper than just the surface level stuff and uh, stuff. And we talked about literally everything in all different areas. We ended up talking a lot about dating because he of course found me on Instagram beforehand. And he's like, so are you like a dating coach or something? And I was like, no, (laughs) I said, no, I have a dating podcast. And then we actually ended up talking about dating and we talked about our best date stories, our horror stories. 
we talked about what we're looking for. We talk. Oh my god, kitty, hi. <laughs> oh yeah, my cat. He like loves to just pop into every conversation. So cute. I love cats. <laughs> he loves to hop on my desk. So that's where I was like, if I sit in my, it'll ca- be like, less. If I sit, like at my couch with right. my coffee table, he won't like pop up on it. <laughs> so yeah, cute because he has the couch to at least sit on. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just one of those things. Time kind of stood still, and we both. I didn't really know, like people kept coming and going and I just felt like, wow, they're, they're really not staying at this bar that long. Everyone's just leaving and coming and going. And then when we get up to leave, he's like, yeah, we've been here for over three hours. I had no idea. I, I was, my jaw was on the floor. It was insane. Yeah, it was. And then he bought me an Uber home. I was like, yeah, he put me in an Uber home and literally just gave me a peck. Not even a full kiss. He literally was like, I will get you an Uber. I don't want you taking the subway late on a, like a Tuesday. That's so sweet. You never know who's going to be on the subway. Uh, never going to know who's going to be on the one, two, three on a Tuesday at like 3 a.m. Truth. <laughs> Truth. We would know. We would know. <laughs> we would know who's on the one. I've seen it once or twice and it is not pretty. <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. So in terms of the more popular, I would say, horoscope apps or profiles or I guess Instagrams now. So CoStar and Sanctuary and platforms like that. What are your thoughts in general? For people who don't know a lot of astrology, people are like, I need just something that's like basic, straightforward and, you know, to the point. I really like the Sanctuary because the Sanctuary aesthetically is really great. They give you daily readings based on your sun sign and your rising sign. So that's usually my go-to recommendation for people who you know, our, you know, beginner level who just like want general overviews, really quick, straightforward, easy, digestible content. I also like the pattern. I think the pattern can be a little bit confusing, a little bit complex at times, though. I mean, even for me, when I first downloaded it, I was like, the astrologer in me is like, okay, like, why? Like, you know, they they talk about like the grand life patterns or like, you know, big changing events and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this could just be the astrologer in me where I'm like, okay, like, can you let me know the transits, right? Let me know what's going on. Let me let me know why those planets are doing that. And I haven't used, oh gosh, I haven't used like a, a, an astrology app in like forever because now that it's my profession, like I haven't used it since probably like 2020. And now that it's like my, my profession, I'm like looking at charts all day where I'm like in my free time, I don't want to have to look at it. <laughs> I don't want to have to look at a birth chart. I don't want to have to deal with that. So I would say, you know, if you're a little bit more intermediate and you want more complex type things and stuff that's going to make you think more profoundly, patterns, really great. If you want things that are a little more straightforward, clear cut, I like Sanctuary. I've said this before and I'm okay with saying it. I don't like CoStar because, yeah, I don't like CoStar. It's just like... What's up with their pop-ups every day? That's like, they're fortune cookies, but they're like negative. Yeah, they're literally like, you're going to step on a crack today and it's going to be bad luck. I'm like, what is this shit? (laughs) I don't need this on my 10 a.m. You're going to die, right? Or something like that. Yeah. They're like super negative. Mm Mm-hmm. I could be be wrong, but I think I read an article somewhere one time where basically algorithmically they write stuff that is fear-mongery clickbait. And I don't want to say fear-mongering because it's, I mean, because I think that's like a really harsh way to put it, but it's very clickbaity where they're like, we want you to click into the app, right? Because obviously that's good for performance. Um, and when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't love that. That's kind of icky. Uh, the pattern sometimes has stuff like that. Like I've, I've gotten the notifications from pattern where I'm like, what is going on here? But then I, and I remember the first time like I, I read the pattern, it was <laughs> during a tumultuous time in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is my, I was like, this is, I was like, 
damn, this shit is rough in here. And then I like looked at the astrology myself. I was like, oh yeah, okay, makes sense. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, and I, a lot of what I practice is I try to be realistic, but also uplifting, which is why I really like, if I had to put one as a number one, I would put Sanctuary because they have pretty great astrologers like writing their content and it's realistic, but it's also, you know, uplifting in a lot of ways, right? You're not going to read something that's going to say, good morning, you know, someone's going to, you know, shank you when you get your coffee today at Starbucks. It's going to say like, hey, you know, you might run into some trouble, but, you know, and like, they'll give you like, you know, tools to work through. So I would, I would pick through the sanctuary if I had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I've, I've toyed with the pattern as well. I feel like it is. Yeah. I guess it's just, there's a lot of overarching themes and they kind of separate it by like, you're going to be sitting in this presence for two years and you go, what? I'm very confused. And it's kind of intimidating in that sense. It's nice because, you know, and I recently, by recently, I mean like last year sometime, I was looking at all the apps because people kept asking me on TikTok, they're like, what's your favorite app? And I was like, you know what, maybe I should really sit down and like digest them. And what I loved about Pattern is that, you know, from an astrologer's perspective, I can look at like the, like, you know, the, you're going to be here for two years or, you know, expect this, you know, growth for like one year and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, got it. That's them using, you know, Saturn as sort of like a benchmark for this is what you're going to be sitting in or Jupiter, but they don't always say that. Right. You know, and I think the, we as a society have become so much more conditioned to things of like, like why it was like, tell me why which is what I like about Sanctuary is that, um, and this is not sponsored by Sanctuary, <laughs> right? I keep like touting them like, it's amazing because it really is a great app because it'll say like, Mercury is in this planet, right? Expect this, right? Or the moon just moved here, expect that. Or this planet is meeting up with this planet, expect this. So it gives people that, you know, that, that digestible, like, okay, got it. There is a reason for this because that's all that human nature really is. It's trying to find reason for the things that we're going through. And, you know, that's like the one pitfall I would say with the pattern is like, it tells you this is what you're going to go through. Good luck. As opposed to being like, this is what you're going to go through. Here's why. The why part is really, really important, I think, for um, astrology apps. Yeah, I really like that as well. And speaking of these kinds of longer term patterns, Mercury in retrograde, we got to talk about it. A lot of people always get so confused and are like, what are you even saying? I remember <laughs> I had this guy over at my apartment and he was saying something and I was just like, I don't know, maybe Mercury is in retrograde. And he was like, what the fuck did you just say? So <laughs> <laughs> He's like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, he's yeah. like, gibberish. So yeah, how does it, I guess specifically, you know, kind of briefly explain what it is and then also how it affects specifically our dating lives? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So what Mercury retrograde means is that the, the planet Mercury, when we like visually look at it in the sky, is having an apparent backwards rotation. It doesn't mean that like, you know, it's just the way that orbits work. This is the astronomy of astrology. I recently started reading a book on it and it is so complex. And I'm like, okay, get me back to the fun, like lighthearted stuff. This book is giving me a headache sometimes. But it's, you know, it's, in, it's the apparent like backward rotation. And what that means is that from an energetic perspective, all things ruled by Mercury are now kind of going backwards, so to say. Mercury rules communication, it rules technology, it rules intellect, right? It rules how we socialize, our hobbies, 
you know, it, it's all of these amazing things, right? You know, I'm, I'm a mercury ruled person, so I love talking. I love technology. I love, you know, all that jazz. But essentially what it does, because it throws that out of whack, what it means for us is that we need to take a little bit extra caution when it comes to all things communicative, right? Be a little bit more timely, right? This is why people feel in, you know, technology, I don't buy any technology during Mercury Retrograde is one of the big ones. Double check your emails, double check your calendar because you're going to overbook yourself or double book yourself places or you're going to forget to send something to someone. Exes from a dating perspective tend to like pop up and, you know, Mercury, though it doesn't rule over relationships, it, everyone just experiences it. And I think it's always so fun because it's just like, in, in my eyes, it's like the universe kind of testing you being like, hey, this person's going to come say hi to you. Did you learn from your mistakes? Are you going to dabble in them again? Mercury retrograde, though, isn't supposed to be this um, debilitating time where you can't do anything, though. There's some astrologers out there as a generalization, not all of them, who say, like, don't do this, don't do that, you can't do that, avoid this, yada, yada, yada. Um, something that my mentor and I, uh, we discuss and we talk about a lot is it really should just be, you know, air on the side of caution. Because Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year, you know, from shadow period start to shadow period end, which means there's this, you know, period of time before the planet actually goes retrograde. There's the time when the planet goes retrograde and then the time when the planet is, you know, no longer retrograde, but we can still feel the effects. That's the shadow periods on either side. You know, that's about, you know, a month and a half of, you know, two months even. And you can't make, you know, you can't just say, oh, for these two months, I'm just not going to make any decisions. I'm not going to send emails or I'm not going to sign contracts or, you know, I'm not going to communicate with people. Right. We can't live life like that. So I always say Mercury retrogrades or any retrograde is about saying, take the planet, what it means, add reflection, right? Before you do anything, reflect on that, right? You know, have an air of caution, stop and think before we act. One of my tips and tricks that I do, you know, for my clients is like, hey, during a Mercury retrograde, keep like a little journal with you of all the times something goes awry or you might get irritated or, you know, just like a phone memo. And, you know, after Mercury retrogrades over, look at that. And if you see any trends where it's like, oh my gosh, I missed the subway every day, right? Or I, you know, accidentally sent the wrong email to someone every day. It's like, okay, cool, right? Now let's use that as a starting point of where we can help grow. Or it's like, maybe I need to start setting better alarms, right? Or maybe I need to just be smarter about the way I'm articulating myself at work, you know, whatever it might be. So Mercury retrograde now, I'm grateful, a lot more astrologers are getting into the the mindset and i i still love the jokes i mean listen if you're going to make a joke about mercury retrograde there's so many you can make but you know the the, i mean the one that i love to make is always that you know your ex is going to creep on back and send like that hey you up at like 2 a.m on the first day of mercury and it happened to me i was like i was like are you kidding me i had three former flings within the course of like four hours text me something like oh my gosh, like saw you on my For You page or like something like that. And I was like, and I was like, oh, haha, so great. And then it was like, not just like leave it there. It was like, so how are you doing? And I was like, don't ask me how I'm doing. You stop talking to me. (laughs) Well, I'm not playing this game with you. Yeah, I'm an astrologer. I know how this works. I'm not falling down this rabbit hole. Thank you very much. So, you know, people can sometimes be debilitated by the concept of, oh my gosh, Mercury retrograde, but just err on the side of caution with everything you do. If an ex texts you like, 
you know, if you want to make a game out of it, sure, you know, have a good laugh. Um, I don't know. <laughs> be a little, that's the spicy Gemini in me, like, haha, play along with it, even though don't go through. But, you know, it's, it, it's not the end of the world, but it is just a time to be a little bit more aware. Yeah. And I feel like even if you do that, you know, for the few months or whatever out of the, well, it happens multiple times, but whenever it happens, and then it's almost, you know, not just a lesson for that period of time, but maybe just a reason to bring awareness to your daily routine and just switch things up. It's, it can go throughout the entire year, throughout your life even. So, you know, if you are just paying more attention to those little things, you know, and putting a reason behind it during Mercury and Retrograde, it's like, well, I also miss the subway other times, or I also send emails really hastily throughout the whole year. So maybe this is just pinning a reason behind bringing awareness to that. And I feel like that's just a great, you know, it's kind of that New Year's resolution mentality of I want to go to the gym or, you know, change habits sort of situation. So if you kind of see that period of time as that, I feel like that's also a really good thing to do. That's such a beautiful way to articulate it, where it's like it just kind of brings that awareness in. I, I always say, like, the universe likes to throw us curveballs every once in a while, just as that reminder of, like, hey, you're not on your shit right now. Let's get back to where we need to be, which is always whenever it happens to me, I'm like, thank you, universe. Hee hee hee. I'm, I'm acting a fool again. <laughs> I am. Yes, I'm playing. I'm playing the Joker card right now. <laughs> so... Yeah. Before we move to rapid fire, I was going to ask you what dates are Mercury and retrograde going to happen this year, if you know off the top of your head. Oh my gosh. No, I don't have my book on me. I know the next one is in May. Um, May, Mercury. This is like where I'm like the worst astrologer in the world because I... You don't know off the top of I your head? I don't know off the top of my head, right? And some other people do. I'm very much like I look a month ahead type person because... Again, like when I work with my clients, I try to give them like, unless they ask like, okay, what's, what can I expect for the year ahead? I usually say, okay, in the next month, you can anticipate this as opposed to, cause for me, it's even overwhelming just knowing all this stuff is going to happen. I just need to focus on, this is a lot of my own personal mentality stuff. Like what is right here and what is like the next step forward? Um, so the next Mercury retrograde looks like it's going to be from May 10th to June 3rd. It looks like, right? Mercury retrograde, May, May 10th to like June 2nd, June 3rd. Yeah, is what we're looking at. Yeah, so be aware that that Mercury retrograde is going to be happening right before the summer. So don't get into a relationship before the summer. Hot girl summer only. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, for real. Unless it's like 100% the right person, you know? Yeah, unless it's a hundred, like, you know, unless it's been someone that you've been talking to for a while and they, you know, pop the question, then lean into that. But if your ex comes back, don't get back with them before the summer. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So yeah, so some rapid fire questions. So how do you get excited for a date? I usually listen to my quote, exact quote, my if I were a drag queen playlist. It's also my, um, it's my workout playlist. And it's just like fierce, fun, like just like, let's party, let's dance. I, I like, I dance around my room um, for like a first date and I'm just like, you're going to kill it. You're going to crush it. It's like a, sometimes like, like a theater performance for me <laughs> where I'm like, yes, so like hype myself up. Absolutely. You have to. That's my favorite thing as well. And what is your 
ideal date. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but. Yeah, my ideal date is, my ideal first date is like, let's just, you know, either go get dinner or go like hang out in a park or at a coffee shop and just talk, like get to know each other. Because if I feel as though I can't get to know you after that first chat and you don't get to know me, then, you know, I don't really want to pursue it intimately any farther. Totally. And I'm also asking people for season two, if there was a time you were ghosted or that you ghosted someone and what happened? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, um, well, there was this one like mutual go- ghosting recently where like I, I went on like two, three dates with this guy. They were really, really great dates, but I, I'm a much more, like, I can be like a more physical person. And like, I was trying to take it farther and it was just kind of like, he's like, and like, I, I respected it, but he was like, no, like we would like make out, but then clothing would be off. Sorry for like PG-13. Uh, but then like, it wouldn't be like, it'd be like, no, nothing else. I was like, okay, got it. So this is just like, you know, a, a naked makeout session. Cool. Um, and then it was just sort of like this mutual just agreement of like, you know what, let's just not text each other ever again. And I was thinking about it like, um, like a couple weeks after I was like, oh, I haven't texted this person. And I like looked, I was like, yeah that's good that's fine (laughs) so mutual ghostings are always my favorite I always get irritated though when I'm like I think it goes really well and then they're just like they just never respond but I I now that I'm older um I usually have the the courtesy to tell people like hey so great lovely to meet you no in college I was a serial ghoster like I would (laughs) this is horrible but like on the the popular gay dating app grinder I would like make plans with someone and then I'd be like, I just like get out of the mentality so quickly and be like, mm, I'm just going to delete the app right now and just never talk to them again. <laughs> I was so bad. I was, I was a mess in college. I'm t- completely willing to admit that. It's okay. We're all reformed ghosters here on the podcast. So this is, this is your, this is your five step plan. You just went through <laughs> just, <laughs> just the conversation. You can leave telling people that you don't ghost anymore. Amazing. It. So where can everyone find you? You can find me on all of my socials. I'm super active on Instagram, uh, YouTube. I'm starting to become more active. And then also on TikTok. it's all JK. It's Cole, all one word. Yeah. That's where you can find me. Come hang out. Come, you know, DM me silly ideas. I recently just made a video of the Zodiac signs as soup as different soups. <laughs> It's so, it's so stupid. It's, I'm just like, but that's the kind of, if that's what you want, if that's what you're into, that is, um, cause that's what I started doing when I was creating content. I'm like, I'm getting back into this. I'm going back through my Renaissance era. <laughs> so JK, it's Cole, all the socials, not really active on Twitter. It's mainly just me shit posting. <laughs> I love it. And people can DM you for coaching or anything like that as well. Do you have anything coming up? Yeah. For consultations, for, you know, coaching, anything like that, you, you know, typically there's like my links in my bio have, you know, the ability to sign up. But if you want um, a couple questions beforehand, like what can I entail? Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Email's cole at jkitscole.com. That's the best way to reach me as of now, because I just got a new domain name. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. This has been so much fun and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. It was such a pleasure. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or this podcast in general, I would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review below. And if you can think of anyone who would enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing it. As a new podcast, the most helpful thing is to grow by word of mouth. After all, who doesn't enjoy a good date story? 
Lastly, if you would like to connect with me, please follow me on Instagram at ghosts underscore updates past. And feel free to shoot me a DM if you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest. I'm always looking for new people to bring on to the show. Hope you all have lovely weeks and I'll be back next week for another juicy episode. Bye for now.